Welcome back to, I forgot what I called this podcast. I think it was Colin, <laughs> Colin and Company. It's been what? like, okay. yeah, it's been like a year or more since I've made an episode, an actual true episode. And then Mona's like, hey, let's do a podcast. I'm like, all right, sure. So thank you for lighting a fire <laughs> under my butt. Um, it's actually called Colin and Company. I have just got it checked. What? It's called Colin and Company. I just checked. Oh, okay. Yeah, I couldn't remember. I should know. I have like everything set up on that. And then I'm like completely forgot. It's okay. We'll just make it more of a regular thing now. And then you won't forget. Yeah, I just have to be more professional and remember my own side project that I've abandoned (laughs) over two years. So speaking of side projects, abandoning them. So I got really excited. So, okay, this is a weird way to start an exciting story, but I had COVID not long ago. And uh, I was like, okay, it's time for all the hobbies that I never thought I'd do. So I was really excited. I bought a paint by numbers kit. I sat down first day and that was it. I never touched it again. There was two hours of my life I'll never get back. Oh no. Yeah, it was really, oh, I picked like the hardest painting possible. Really? Yeah. You have to, so I coloured in all the number ones and then I was just looking at it. I was like, this is taking me three hours and there were like 40 numbers. Oh, see yeah. what you should have done was pick something easier, easier paint by numbers. Yeah, but it was a pretty picture. And I was like, well, once it's done, I wouldn't mind hanging that up in my living room. Yeah. And it was a mistake. I shouldn't have done that one. Oh, well, hopefully that doesn't completely like stop you from ever wanting to paint ever again. Because painting is fun. I mean, I studied like art till I graduated high school. So I'm, I'm quite in tune with my creative side. I just don't think I'll do paint my numbers again. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Also of painting, I painted twice over the past year. Nice. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen the the paintings. Were they on Instagram? They are. Yeah. Highly unlikely that I've seen it, but I can always go have a browse after. What 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 are they? One is a painting of like this like lake thing. And only only one of them is on Instagram. The other one I just have hanging up in my room. So it was this idea that this girl I was seeing at the time was like, hey, we should paint. I'm like, okay. So we like set up at the place I used to live at on my balcony. And we like painted. We tried to do like a Bob. It wasn't Bob Ross. It was some other lady where she was like, hey, you can paint along with me. And I started following down like the path that she was doing. And then I got mildly frustrated because I'm not great at painting and i said fuck it i'm just doing my own thing so this is the first painting i was was talking about oh i really like that why haven't you posted that what's that post that one i should eventually but yeah this was supposed to be like a path in the forest and then i said screw it i'm turning it to like a lake no i love that that's so much better thank you that's Um, great thanks i mean i did i think i did this part and this part and then the girl I was seeing at the time was helping me with like these trees because like I couldn't get how you were supposed to do that. How do you tree? With a flat one of those like fat, not fat, like those flat brushes that are kind of like fan, like fan oh, brushes. Yeah. You know, a brush is like a fan. And then the other one, I think was the one you just was that the one you just liked? Yeah, I just saw this it on one. Instagram. 
Also, like completely random, but when I went onto your profile, why does my dad follow you? He followed what? Why does my dad follow you on Instagram? I'm highly confused. I didn't know your dad followed. But why does my dad follow you? <laughs> That's a question you'll have to ask your dad. So uh, bizarre. Because I have absolutely no idea. Well, you don't follow him back either. No, because I didn't know who it was at the time. When I saw that forever ago, I was like, oh, hey, I think that's Mona's dad. Probably like, I know of him. I don't really like, I've never really interacted with him. No, of course not. Like, when would you have met my dad? Right. I'm, I'm just saying in general, like, I, I don't, it doesn't really bother me. I'm like, okay, whatever. It's, you know, it's a public profile. I don't care. I post so irregularly. Yeah. That I don't, whatever. I'm surprised I have any followers because it's like, I post, and I'm not trying to like gain like an audience or anything. He says whilst recording a podcast. No, I'm really not. Like I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't post anything. I don't know. I post like random shit. Like here's this cool hat that I bought, or like oh here's these random pins that I bought that look like train. I saw those ones. Those are nice. I saw I saw this one. Uh, I, I went golfing with my dad in July, and this golf course that I went to is out near so like you see that giant ball thing you know what i can do that's a lot easier to pull it up on my phone it's literally like the third picture down yeah i found it giant ball so that that? is a i think the it's part of like the weather station because like obviously they're like regional weather stations oh is it like the big sat is it like a satellite yeah it's a giant radar i think yeah so we actually went past like where the intelligence branches in Cornwall when I was there in the summer and they had like the normal looking satellites and then they had these big ball things as well which look very similar actually so actually you probably went past a spy base I went by a spy base yeah I think so no I doubt it so I've just been looking at my Instagram as well, right? And my Instagram just makes me look like I've got such an interesting and fun life, whereas the reality is so different. You're good at selling that you have a this interesting Great lifestyle fun. or whatever. Yeah, but I don't. Like, and the thing is, it's like you can see from like the posts that I actually do, it's like once a month I've gone out and had a good time, and that is it. Mm. Gotcha. For the rest of the time, I'm just like, yep, yeah, really boring, not really doing much, cooking a lot of food, and that's it. Nice. Yeah, so I looked on the map, and to double check, so I'm like, I'm fairly sure this is just like their Doppler radar for the National Weather Service. It is. It's literally like looking at the map where the golf course is at. Right across the one street is like the National Weather Service, St. Louis, mm. like, I guess, office. That's fair. The place I was talking about that I drove past was GCHQ, which is like, it's like your NSA. On Government Communications Headquarters. Wow. Fun. A giant ring building. Yeah, but they've got different bases as well. So they've got that one. And then I drove past one in Cornwall. Mm-hmm. But I was like, it, yeah, it's in Butte. There it is. It's on the cliffs of North Cornwall. Fun. Yeah. But I don't know why they do it in Cornwall, but I actually drove past it and I got a really weird look from a security guard and he was just like, why are you here? Because it was clearly a private road and I shouldn't have been there. Whoops. 
yeah, but you've got to thank Ways for that, right? So there you mm. go. I love that their headquarters building is called the Donut. <laughs> is that actually? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a so nickname true. that people call it because it's a giant ring. It's the Donut. Exactly. Makes sense. That's amazing. That does make sense. GCHQ management inspired for the building to be as well known internationally as the Pentagon. Well, you tried. But it's also not as well known because I'm pretty sure if you went to like any random like person on the street here and you said, oh, have you heard about the donor or GCHQ headquarters? They'd be like, what is GCHQ? Right. Whereas if you said the Pentagon, people would know, oh, yeah, it's like the military HQ for the States. They'll know that. More or less, yeah. I've just realized as a brand person, I shouldn't be uh, searching all the intelligence bases in the world, should I? Whoops. You can put, you can put on like a few lists. <laughs> I'm on a list. No. Oh, goodness. Yeah. It's for a podcast, I promise. I don't think that makes it any better. <laughs> I don't know the ins and outs of the building yet. Don't worry. Yet. <laughs> you, were, you said yet. So now they're going to like. They're gonna start following you, and like <laughs> you're gonna get some secret agent guy knock on your door. So why were you searching about the donut? <laughs> Just really like donuts. <laughs> I'm gonna just type donuts, but I typed the donut GCHQ for some weird reason. Very, I, I don't know. It just kind of autofilled. <laughs> oh yeah, and then I was looking for pastries, but I accidentally typed Pentagon. So <laughs> yeah, you know how how similar those are. <laughs> they both start with P. Yeah. Oh dear. They're both have shapes. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. fine. It's gonna be okay. It's it's like, don't worry about it. <laughs> you tell oh, them that dear. they're gonna like be really worried. <laughs> <laughs> like this girl in Surrey is uh, planning all sorts of things. Oh, goodness. Oh. But so, how else have you been spending your time? Because obviously, we've come out of lockdown. So a bit of normality in your world, is it? I don't know. Sure. I mean, I'm still working from home two days a week. So that means I go in the office three. I could do, it's pretty flexible. Some people like coming into the office less, but they kind of hinted, they didn't make anything like formal, but like my office, or at least my department's like, you should probably come in two times a week, one to two times a week, maybe. But there's no like mandate. That's good because we are mandated and I just don't follow it. Mm. And nobody cares. So <laughs> it's fine. I think like, so we've got like a really structured like hybrid working policy that's come into effect in September, which is like five days in a fortnight. Okay. Weird. So strange. So anyway, why, so- why not just do like three in, two out? Something that has followed more of a structure. It's just ridiculous. So, anyways, we're supposed to do, but we can't do like all five days in one week, like, and then right. do none in the other. So it needs to be a balance. Like they're happy with like four and one or whatever. So I've been trying to do three and two, but realistically, I've been going in like twice a fortnight. Okay. <laughs> so it just can't be bothered. And the thing is, what I've realized in my company is that if you're doing well and you're making lots of money, they don't actually care. Right. Because obviously whatever you're doing is working for you. 
Yeah, so it's just weird, but also no one cares. But they, they keep doing weekly events in the office, so I have to show up. And I'm just like, why? Or we've had, like, directors coming to visit, and I'm like, why? I don't want to go. Like, and I always, also always find out on, like, a Monday when I'm already in the office, and I'm like, shit, that's two times this week. Yeah, I don't know. It is nice having, though, we had things going on lately-ish where we, our company works with United Way, I don't know if you know what United Way is or not. Nope. It's like an organization that helps out like different areas and stuff. And so you give them money they like supposed to give it to other things. I don't know. Some people like them, some people hate them, whatever. All I know is our company like works with the United Way of the greater St. Louis area. And like you can pledge money either like a one-time pay or you can take like a little bit out of your paycheck. I just do like a one-time pay. Like here's, here's whatever. And then they do like things throughout. It's like a span of a month or a month and a half. We had our kickoff party le- a couple of weeks ago. And so usually that is like, they talk about like what United Way is about and like what places they help. But it's like, it's a nice way of just like kind of like socializing with people. Cause like after that whole spiel, it's like, here's food, here's, here's some drinks, whatever. Like they have like a giant bin or like a giant like, ice cooler of like ab products that's the ice wait what's ab products and it's like is that like the oh my god what's it called root beer no that's aw yeah no i mean like they had some they had wine i mean it's not by anheuser-busch but like they had wine and then they had like bud bud light you know bud light seltzers whatever like just you know in a giant tub of ice nice yeah so like it was good it's always fun to like just socialize with coworkers and stuff and then there's other they had some other events throughout the week or throughout the event they had during the united way campaign one of them being they have food trucks once a week love a food truck i know oh my goodness although i was in on wednesday last wednesday and there was some like Hawaiian food truck, which sounded really good. And we went on, I went online, me and my coworker went online to see like the menu. It's like, here's this big ass menu. And they're like, oh yeah, but this isn't what is the daily menu. This is just all the things that we serve. And then you get, you just go by the food truck and see what menu. You're and I'm like, I didn't like, yeah, I was like, they had these like pork buns that sounded really good or like these like, I don't know, some like stuff, like some like tacos with like Hawaiian type of seasoning and the meat and whatever and i'm like that sounds great no they had like poke bowls which bowls aren't bad either but it's like the things i wanted to try weren't on the menu are poke bowls hawaiian it um yes and no i mean i say i say yes and no because it's like it's more asian but like i I think hawaiian cuisine is influenced by different like Asian. <laughs> like what what is like I was gonna say national dish, but that's incorrect because Hawaii is a state. But what are they known for? I don't know. Well, I'm looking it up. Hawaiian cuisine. El Poke is from Hawaii. Is it? Uh, one of the main dishes of native Hawaiian cuisine. Oh. Learn something new every day. 
yeah, but like Hawaiian cuisine, I think is definitely like it, it's obviously influenced from like Polynesia and like yeah Asia, like East Southeast Asia. Oh, here we go. See, it says like um, immigrant workers brought cuisines from like China, Korea, Japan, the Philippines, Puerto Rico, and Portugal. Yeah. So it's like a mishmash of like everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, it sounds really good though. Mm-hmm. Mm, it's making me hungry actually. I'm not eating like oh, no. today. But I basically I made this cheese toast earlier, but I put too much Worcestershire sauce on it. Then I was like, oh, like I can't actually eat this. Oh, like no. it was just so much. And I'm actually happy I said it properly this time because usually I just say Worcestershire sauce. So, hey, it works. <laughs> yeah. Everyone knows what I'm talking about, so it's fine. Yes. So yeah, that's making me hungry. So that's really good. Like, I just wish like food trucks were like more of a concept here. Like, they are at like events and stuff, right. but like you won't like walk into town and then there's like a random food truck. Like, it just doesn't happen. Right. So, I think my long term goal is to just like be like chef, like the film, and just own a food truck and just go around everywhere. That sounds fun. Yeah, that's what I want to do. Yeah, so. I would I would say food trucks, at least in my neck of the woods, is like they will have they'll be at either different events or like they'll I think there's an area downtown, I think there's an area where it's like here's like where food trucks gather at lunchtime. Well, except for the other place. The other place is and this probably is true. It's the it's the first like food truck garden in the state. Okay. Where it's like, here's this outdoor venue, and they have like five or six different food trucks parked in a row. And it's different area food trucks that come for lunch and dinner a couple times a week. I think it's three or I don't know how often they're open. Regardless, it's like different food trucks, and then they have like outdoor seating. And then they'll usually do in the evening, they'll have some sort of like entertaining you they'll put like a movie on or they'll have like a little small local band come through or something is that open like all year round though that's a good question i don't know like as far as i remember like st louis gets quite cold yes yeah but Um... i just don't know how that would work like would you want to like go out and sit outside and listen to a band in the cold in like December. I have no idea. My guess is it would probably close for the winter. It definitely seems like more of a summer vibe. Yes. So it's it's this it's this place called Nine Mile Garden. Oh. And they built up this like little area where you can like sit out and they've got yeah they have like this grassy area where you can like bring your own like chairs or whatever and then they also have like benches and tables and stuff and then they'll have like music here and there they'll do like movie nights when i went with some friends a while back they were playing one of the jumanjis one of the new jumanjis movies oh that's quite cool yeah i mean i wasn't there to go see the movie it's just like hey let's go to the food truck thing and then they have a building they call like the canteen and it's like all different drinks nice beer mixed drinks wine and then right around the canteen 
They've got a, like a patio with some tables and chairs, and then they've got outdoor games like bag toss. I don't know what you call it. There's different names for it. cornhole, bago, beanbag, whatever. Beanbag. I was sure. like, what is he talking about? I have no idea what these words are. No, you have the wooden board. You toss the the bag, beanbag to. Uh, there's like seven different names for it, and it's all the same thing. Pickleball. Um, I literally don't know what this is. I know what beanbag is, but that's a chair. Yeah, I'm not talking about the chair. I'm talking about the, the game. Right, I've literally, I've missed this entire conversation. <laughs> say cornhole, did you say? Is that what yeah. you said? Cornhole. There's also Corn. bags, beanbag toss. It's like a lawn game where it's like, Oh, right. Oh, yeah, I can see that. That's not something we do here. And then um, they also have a pickleball court there, apparently. What is pickleball? Oh, it's a blast. I got, it's another thing I got into during the past whatever was pickleball, where it's like the net is low like tennis. Right. Yeah, I'm looking at the court now. The court is like badminton size. Paddles right. are kind of like ping pong, but they're a little bit bigger. Um, and the ball is like a wiffle ball. A what? Wiffle ball. Don't know what that is. I'm doing a lot of googling on this today. That's fine. Wiffle ball is like this ball that's got like holes in it. How do you spell wiffle? W h i f f l e. Wiffle. They have their own ball where the holes are kind of more milled and like circular. <sighs> Like plastic golf balls, basically. Mm, different. It's more like the size of a wiffle ball, so like a baseball. Okay, so the size of like a tennis ball? Slightly bigger than a tennis ball. But made of plastic with holes in it. It's when we have conversations like this that I feel like America's a completely different world. <laughs> I just learned about this sport. I don't know. It's been around since the 70s, apparently. It's been gaining popularity ever since, and I guess it's finally made its way here and it's gotten really popular uh it's a sport that i believe that anyone can play honestly well i mean when you google it you mainly see um like older people oh yeah (laughs) so (laughs) it gained popularity in like older like 55 plus like villages and stuff but it's anyone can play it it's not like reserved for old people yeah, it's like, it's probably like the American equivalent of like our old people playing bowls. Okay. Like bowls is, so it's lawn bowls, so it's not like bowling. Mm-hmm. But, but it's basically, I've only ever seen old people play it and I have no idea how it works either. But essentially, it's bowling, but on grass and okay. not really sure, like, because they don't have pins, so I'm not really sure what then they're supposed to do. Are they trying to roll towards like a little ball? Yeah, they're like rolling balls at balls. From pictures, it kind of, and it's not, I'm not saying it's the same, but looking at it at first glance, it, it reminds me of like bocce ball. So funny enough, one of the frequently asked questions of Google is what is the difference between bocce ball and lawn bowling? Yes. So they are cousins, but have distinct differences. Yeah, so butcher I mean, ball is round, whereas lawn bowl is round in only one direction and yeah. elliptical in the other. Yeah. It's really popular here, like with the older generation for sure. 
but it's so weird because like obviously when you think of sports like you think of like the main ones like football rugby basketball baseball cricket etc but like you never think of lawn bowls it's not a thing you think about i don't know baseball would be i don't know baseball would be popular ish in england oh it's not but i thought let me include some american ones as well but it's like the ones you think of right it's like quite standard like the most popular sports right hockey is another one as well ice or lawn or field hockey Mm -hmm. oh that reminds me of baseball when you said baseball reminded me of the olympics not that i followed the olympics like really i also didn't realize baseball was an olympic sport i feel like the olympics have now gone too big that baseball it's off and on what else is there? Like, is there rugby that I missed? Uh, let's find out. Uh, let's click at the 2021. Um, summer sports. Oh, yeah. Rugby sevens. I hate sevens. That's my least favorite version of rugby. Is it uh, in the Paralympics? I have no idea. The first time they played rugby was in 2016. Oh, really? Yeah. It's a newer sport to... Yeah, but it's also sevens. So, nah. I wouldn't watch it anyway. But yeah, so like, there are some sports that have been off and on. And it's like, I'm not surprised why they choose the ones that they want to choose. Yeah. I mean, I I didn't really watch any of it this year. Because I was just like, so busy with work. And when I was done with work, I just couldn't be bothered. But it's also like, you know, when you hear about something too much that it just puts you off it. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, no, like, that's exactly why I didn't watch. On the like, news, it was constant. You're like, this, though, you know, we got this medal, we got that medal, and oh, my God, what happened here? And it's just like, I'm not really fussed. And the thing also, because we hosted it in London, like, not too long ago, well, right. nearly a decade ago, I think it's just left a really bad taste in everyone's mouth over here. So we're just like, nah, can't be asked. Yeah, like I find it silly how hard some cities will go to go for bid for it. Yeah. And then like, especially in the past, like, I don't know, 20 something years and probably longer. But I feel like, okay, they build all these all these venues and stuff. And like, then the Olympics are over. And it's like well, now what are we going to do with this stuff? And a lot of it, not all of it, a lot of it goes to, it just leaves to just get, you know, falling apart and then they just demolish it. And it's like, well, that's a waste. I know, it's such a waste. But it's also, it's not just the Olympics though. Like you think about like the football World Cup, mm-hmm. it, uh, soccer World Cup. Yeah, no, I know. And, but like Qatar is a great example of that where it's like they built, they bid really hard for the World Cup, mm-hmm. and then they were like, oh, shit, we don't have the infrastructure to host a football town oh. in the Middle East in the summer. So you're talking about, like, 45 to 50 degree heat Celsius. Yes. So God knows what that is in Fahrenheit. At least 100. Yeah, so that sort of weather, a dry, sunny heat. And then, so now they're building stadiums that are air-conditioned. Like, the whole stadium is air-conditioned. Like, I was just like, maybe if you moved it to winter, it wouldn't be so bad. But no, you're keeping it in the summer, and it's going to be horrific. Yeah, it sounds like a bad idea. 
Yeah. It's just, oh, it's so wasteful. Like, over here, like, when we had the Olympics, I think, so the main, like, Olympic arena or stadium, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. that's been given to a football team. I think it's West Ham who've got that one. I can't remember. I think it is them. And then, like, the Olympic Park, like, different parts are used for different things. So it's yeah. all being utilised quite well. But I have seen, like, instances, like, of other countries in Red Stories about, like, how everything just well, exactly what you said, just dilapidates and then gets demolished later on. Mm-hmm. I know, like, when LA hosted the Olympics twice, the the main, like, Coliseum is used by, I don't know if that was built for the Olympics or if it was built and then the Olympics used it. Regardless, like, that Olympic stadium is used a lot. I know it, when Salt Lake City in Utah hosted the 2002, it wasn't 2000 because that was Sydney. I guess 02. Yes. No, no they're every four years, though. I know, but it's every four years, but they overlap. Okay. The Winter Olympics. Yeah, the winter and summer uh, okay. are four years apart, yeah, but yeah. ever since like the 90s, it's like every yeah. two years. Two years, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Salt Lake City, they, a lot of their stuff is used now. A lot of it didn't go to, like a lot of the, some of the like parks are still there and whatever. So it's like, good on you. But then there's other places where it's like, oh, we're just going to let it go to waste. And it's like, that's a waste of money and a whole bunch of other things that's goofy. Yeah. It was just absolutely silly. Like for us, I think the biggest thing was the pressure on our infrastructure. Just like our public oh, yeah. transport system was just horrific. It was like we they had to cater for an extra million journeys a day on the tube alone. That's insane. Million journeys a day. That's just that's not okay. No. <laughs> and like I remember, so one of our motorways, um, which is the M4, it connects like Heathrow into London. Mm-hmm. They had turned one of the lanes into a bus lane. Uh, well, it was the Olympic lane, so it was for buses and like any VIPs, sports people. Et oh God! Yeah, and it was just like great. The M4 is horrific as it is on a day to day basis, but now you've taken a lane away, so these guys can zoom past. Like wonderful. Yeah, when I guess it was 2016 when cities were starting to bid on that. I know there was a handful. It was like Rio, Madrid, Tokyo bid for it, and also Chicago Hmm. um, were bidding for the 2016 Summer Olympics. Obviously, we all know that Rio was the city that was chosen in the end. But like when I was hearing about, oh, yeah, Chicago's going to bid for 2016, I'm like, this is a good idea, but also bad idea, especially when it's like we got to build all that stuff probably or reuse things fine but you're saying like infrastructure it's like that you know you're adding hundreds of thousands of more traffic to an area for a few weeks or however long it's not worth it it's not and that's the thing it's like it's becoming my opinion about a lot of big events right but it's just like the stress and the like expense of planning big events for it to be done in such a short space of time, you're like, what's the point? Like, I've been thinking about this like in terms of weddings as well. You're like, you spend a year planning this shit and then it's gone in a day, unless you're Indian like me and then seven days. But like, 
But like, if you look at like a simple like white wedding, it's a day. Mm-hmm. It's one day, and people like lose friends and family over this one day. Yeah, and you're just like it's just a day. Just go sign a piece of paper. It's fine. That's all you really need to do. Yeah, I know some friends who didn't really have a big ceremony, so two of my friends from my trivia group they got married and all they did for the actual like paper you know signing the whatever was like it was them two it was another couple and me as like witnesses or whatever and that's all we did we went to the zoo they like going to the zoo that we went to a spot of the zoo and you know signed the things i think one of them got a officiated so they can do all that stuff and have a nice little quickie thing but like we weren't dressed up we were all wearing like because it's summer so a bazillion degrees and very humid we're wearing shorts whatever and then we went to some place down the road for dinner and then like two weeks later they had a reception for like you know for family and friends to show up i'm like that's definitely a good way to do it that's so low-key i love it like that's the dream obviously yeah. i cannot have any dreams about my wedding because it will be a big fat indian wedding i don't really have much say in that one i'm sorry so yeah but i'm not getting married anytime soon so it's fine yeah if i, if I ever get married i would do want something lower key kind of yeah marry an indian girl you can have a seven-day wedding you sure you sure not the seven-day wedding part <laughs> seven-day wedding is like oh it's so stressful it's horrible and also like you have to get married at a specific time and that like everyone that i've known has always had to get married at like four in the morning the fuck why because it's like the holy time like they basically cross-reference like the date and time you were born and the date and time your partner was born and they're like this is the perfect time you should get married at four in the morning and people come up come to this wedding people come out four in the morning to watch get married but also they could come at 8 a.m because it's about a four-hour ceremony that's wild yeah the, the last wedding i was at slash also in because i was a groomsman well it was nothing like nothing like that like we, they found this place it's this place that they wanted on their list it's someplace local that like it was like one of those places where it's like oh you gotta it's reserved like two years out or whatever just because it's a really popular place and it's like so so picturesque it's like in the woods especially like during the fall like oh it's it's beautiful out that way and something happened where it's like hey you know a weekend popped up and went to there yeah it was great i'm like i would do that place but that's about as much as extravagant as i want it to be yeah i'm definitely more low-key like i'd want something like quite quiet and i don't want to be sat in a sorry for like seven days different sorries for seven days yeah but i can barely wear a sorry for a minute without like flashing an entire community which i did do a couple of years ago so i don't know how people walk in sorries right but i was in the sorry i felt fairly uncomfortable as it is and then mm-hmm. i basically stepped forward and pulled the entire thing down oh, no. i stepped on it and then my mum and i was walking towards my mum and her friends and they were like they went from like waving and happy to, oh my God, let's go save her. And so I had like these aunties like, running over to me, mm. just like trying to like 
you know, save my dignity and decency or whatever you want to call it. And it was just yeah. like, it was horrible. It was the most horrible experience. Yeah. I, I kind of knew what a sorry was in my head, but I had to like look it up again just to yeah. verify. Yeah. How do you walk in that much fabric? I don't, I don't know. And also it adds about 10 years onto your life when you look at photos. Like I looked at the back of the pictures and I was like, Mm-mm, not for me. Thank you. I mean, they definitely are pretty. Yeah, my mum loves them. Like, to the point that it's she probably has a different one for every day of the year. That's a lot. That's at least two, that's at least 300. (laughs) Yeah. And this is a wild thing, right? She's like, every time she buys one or she gets one as a gift, she's like, to me and my sister, like, which one of you would like this in the inheritance? And we're like, neither. (laughs) <laughs> we don't we're not sorry people <laughs> sorry we're not obsessed with sorries as much as you are uh, uh get out you're not even a dad yet what are you cracking dad jokes for that's how you end that's a good way that's a that's a good that's always a good way